This is Pat Salter with The Doctor Weighs In, and I'm really excited to have a colleague here today, David Metcalf. David is the uh, director of METAL, and I'm going to let you explain what METAL is at the University of Central Florida. And uh, with David, uh, uh, actually, it's so nice to see you now because we did do a collaboration on a book called Connected Health. It was so much fun. But I understand since then you've written another book. So David, take it away. Yeah, sure. So it's good to be here with you again since our last collaboration, Pat, and all the great things we've been able to uh, see you do at Hims in the past as well. So it's exciting. The Metal uh, Lab is a laboratory at the University of Central Florida's Institute for Simulation and Training. And it's a long, uh, drawn-out spelling, so we just say uh, METAL for short for the Mixed Emerging Technology Integration Lab. METAL. Okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad we got that out. Um, so what we're going to talk about today, I'm really excited. We both had a little Alexa moment right before we started. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about is Alexa. And our Alexa moment was that we said Alexa, and of course, Alexa responded to us. Uh, but we've come to depend on Alexa in our house for, for me, it's things like, please play my favorite music or, uh, you know, put whatever on the shopping list. But David, I understand that you're going to show us how Alexa is now participating in healthcare. And what I was hoping you would do was to explain to us what's going on with Alexa in all the different settings, the home, uh, the outpatient setting, uh, regardless of what that is, and even in the hospital. So how's Alexa going to help us in healthcare? Yeah, great question. So I think that Alexa has a lot of promise, especially in the home environment. It's such an easy interface for people that aren't used to typing or texting or being on devices as much to just be able to simply say what you'd like and be able to have that at your beck and call, just like you talked about for music. But you could do that to update a health record. You could do that to start a telehealth session. In fact, we even have it set up so that it's its own little tour guide through a healthy home. Uh, two of them, actually. One in Lake Nona called WIT, W-H-I-T, the Wellness Home built for, on innovation and technology. And also in another community called Epperson, just north of Tampa, that has their own connected city. And some of the use cases that we're finding in there are to be able to just easily say what you want and have WebMD answer, or easily start a session with Philips equipment or devices, or Vivify, or some of the other different tool sets and devices that we have in the home. So some of it is about integrating the other components and simplifying the interface. There's so many things you could do with that, from your daily reminders for your pill regimen to the various things that you could do within your community, or just a healthy tip of the day. Those are all things that we're trying to see what people like and what they want to experience in this living laboratory concept. So in the home, David, I mean, I think a lot of people think this is going to be a great tool, but for some people, it's going to be a struggle to get it set up. Um, what, what kinds of things would be involved, for example, if I wanted to say, say, call you know, Dr. Smith, I want to have a telehealth session with Dr. Smith. What do I have to do ahead of time to make that work? Yeah, so there is some setup that is required too. One of the things that we're looking at doing, and we'll be talking about this at Hims in the um, Epperson Connected City community is in a partnership with Florida Hospital, Phillips, and a few others, we've actually developed a uh, wellness welcome kit that is given out to each of the residents. And it's pre-configured 
and then you may have a short 30-minute kind of install and consult where you show people on a little sheet what you can do with the device. It might be one like this, or um, in the case of the Epperson community, it's going to be one like this that actually has a screen with it as well, too. So no, that's the uh, Echo Show. Yeah, that's the Echo Show. Yeah, there's also the Echo Spot that's coming out. So a number of different devices and form factors, maybe fitting the right one to the right environment, too. But if you wanted to have, say, like a digital cookbook with recipes in it, you could do that. If you wanted to be able to have that quick telehealth consult, you may have to fill out your personal identifiable information in advance and have the doctor's number or the health navigators, or we're calling them health navigators number on speed dial. But you could then do that and it would automatically connect. We've actually done live demonstrations of that too in the past and uh, seen some people starting to use that for even things not like telemedicine, but telehealth and wellness, like a, a quick coaching call with the nutritionist as you're putting something together for a meal plan or quick fitness tips. Those are the types of things that might extend it to something that's harder to do in a clinical setting, but starts to bring some of the elements of the clinic and some of the elements of wellness back to the home. Okay, so I can see how you could do it in the home and I see how you could do some simple functions like, you know, go to WebMD and tell me what, uh, what should I do for a cold or what should I do for the flu or something like that. Uh, but how's this going to work uh, in the doctor's office? Do you foresee that docs are going to have their, their echo sitting on the desk and they'll, she'll participate in, <laughs> I don't know, the doctor-patient relationship? Well, I think they'll have a separate room for privacy reasons, too, whether they would go into for a telehealth consult. And the, uh, the echo show is probably one of the easiest devices to be able to have this face-to-face -face interaction, have it be private, and also be able to share some of the other things like records or to have the Alexa linked to maybe a blood pressure cuff or linked to, if you're diabetic, a uh, glucose meter with a Bluetooth connection so that the doctor can see real-time data analytics from you at the same time. So that extends it one step further. It's still not the doctor putting their hands on you for hands-on care, but if there are other things that you need or off-hour support, uh, calling in a prescription or just a quick wellness check or a check-in for taking readings. Those are all things that I think will change in that doctor-patient experience at a distance. So I'm excited about those. And then I've also even heard of some uh, docs that are thinking about using this in the setting where they maybe got inpatients too. Instead of the, the medical call button, it would be a much more advanced medical call button because you could tie in like you said, media as well, too. You could tie in the nurse call button. You could tie in the regimen of what they should be doing for themselves, too, and have all that kind of laid out in the device. That may change the dynamics of nurses rushing up and down the halls back and forth <laughs> constantly or tying into other durable medical equipment in the hospital setting, too. So it sounds like you foresee that one day we could have smart hospital rooms where I could be laying in bed and I could say, oh, close the blinds and turn on the TV set. And by the way, buzz my nurse, I need a pill. <laughs> and maybe even control right. my pain medicine, uh, my pain medicine device. Yeah, we've seen some of those already. And also being able to tell like on the pain meter, one through 10, you could say that it, would, it could auto register into your electronic health record or EMR. So those are things that are already there. We've already been testing that through uh, Vivify interface and a few others too. So talk to me just a little bit 
about security because you've already mentioned um, the privacy and personal health information that I might not want to end up, I don't know, on somebody's Facebook page. Um, and there are a lot of people, I have friends who say, oh, everything that you say into Alexa somehow is gonna end up in Amazon and who knows what they're gonna do with it. <laughs> How are we going to address that issue of concerns about things that are very personal to me ending up in an insecure environment? There is a nice mute button on the uh, top of this too. So that's, a, that's your first line of defense. But um, yeah, th there is gonna be that concern ongoing too. And there's a few things the companies are doing to mitigate that. And I say companies because Alexa's not the only one. There's, the, there's Google, Home at Home, the Google Home, there's some of the things that Siri can do there on the Apple platform. There's even some specialized ones, like we were just reviewing one that has a robotic interface, like a face interface called Pillow, P-I-L-L-O. -L -L and it looks like they've got some really interesting ideas about pill dispensing in the same unit, but with a more anthropomorphic kind of friendly face on it too, a friendly robotic face. So we'll see which form factor ends up winning. But I think that one of the telling factors in which form factor wins is gonna be how close are they paid, how much attention they pay to security and privacy, both. You can almost not separate those two things. One of the things that I've heard after these troubling stories about Alexa, picking up anything that goes on is that um, people are starting to look at the patents that Apple and Amazon are getting. And some of those patents are things like facial recognition through a camera, like the camera that you have on the front of this device. There's a little camera right there too. So while some people think that's another line of security, it can also, uh, a security threat, can also be used for good too, to recognize that who is saying this and to verify through facial recognition that that was the person that has authorization to purchase a movie or to put something into your electronic health record. There's also voice recognition that is getting prominence too. We've been looking at uh, Beyond Verbal and a few other companies that have some interesting technology that can recognize voices, stress meterings, other things like that that are health oriented. So you start to put these together into what's called a multi-factor authentication. And that's what you really need is the ability to have multiple things. So you've already logged into the uh, Alexa. And if you want to go out and come back in, you could do that too, if you're very concerned about it. But you add these other components that are coming into the, the next generation devices, we're told. And th that's when you start to have some more power to make sure that no PII, uh, personal identifiable information or HIPAA violations happen either in your clinical setting or for that information to get out from your home. Big well, uh, that would actually uh, help alleviate some of that concern. I do have uh, facial recognition on my new iPhone 10 and it works really well and I have fingerprint on ID on my on my MacBook and that works pretty well but if I could have a fingerprint and a face and a voice all together I mean that pretty much would be me as opposed to somebody who pretending to be me and that, that would uh, as I said alleviate some concerns. So I just want to close David by asking you if you foresee the day when we don't actually even need to have an echo device or a spot or a show or anything like that but somehow this is just sitting on me like a patch <laughs> <laughs> i i do i do yeah i've been interested in some of the other form factors that are coming um i've seen an, an alexa enabled watch that you can have i've seen a ring configuration that you just press a little button on the inside of your ring and you can speak to it. That way it's not always on, recording every single thing you do. 
And there's even a new wand that you can put on the refrigerator that looks like a little microphone that you can just press whenever you need something. And it ties into the whole Alexa network. So you're going to see a variety of form factors from Amazon and from a lot of others too. And those are some pretty exciting things that I, that I think we're going to continue to get to explore with a band or a watch or some other form factor in the wearable space. So that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. And uh, just so everybody knows, David's going to be showing the Alexa in the Intelligent Health Pavilion, which is uh, uh, embedded within the HIMSS conference. So giant HIMSS conference, and inside of it is a, a pavilion that will be filled with all of these cool goodies. And David's going to be showing how they interface with Alexa. So come, come visit us there. I've got a sneak preview for you of a couple things, like our newest Intelligent Mirror. You may not be able to see it's a mirror at Surface, but our intelligent mirror that we're going to be showing and also talking about some of the things with uh, blockchain technologies too and uh, we'll be showing that in the intelligent health pavilion and specifically in the iHome portion of that and in our lab areas. Well thank you David I can't wait to see you at HIMSS and check out all Me these too. cool things thank you. Thanks so much have a good day.